shine your bright light. Live joy and share joy. Joy seekers, joy givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor. We've got another great show lined up for you. But first, let's give a great big thank you to our sponsor. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisors Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson. Office is located downtown Bemidji at 122 3rd Street Northwest or at 1202 1st Street East in Park Rapids. Investment advisory products and services. Services are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Thank you so much. And thanks so much for choosing to tune in today. You are not going to be disappointed. I'm so excited about the show, in case you can't tell. So I would love to welcome to the show, Stephanie Winter. Welcome to Live Joy, Share Joy. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, we got it. First of all, we got to tell people how you even got here, because this is God in and of itself. Yeah. So I come in to do a show one day, and everybody, you know, we're talking, and people didn't know that we didn't know each other. Yep. And then Phil said something like, oh, yeah, she's definitely someone you need to meet. And we're like, okay, let's connect and we'll talk later. And But we both acknowledged, okay, this just doesn't happen, right? Like yeah. usually it doesn't happen with that timing. Yeah. So then uh, we connected on Facebook and then we're like, well, maybe we should go sit down for coffee and, and get to know each other. And you and I must have talked, like, it felt like 15 minutes, but we were saying, it was actually almost two hours, I think. It was a long time. Yeah, it was. It flew by. (laughs) It flew by. It was so meant to be. And and we just kept connecting over and over. And and Mm -hmm. it was just amazing. And I have to tell you, girl, you are popular. My phone has been buzzing this morning with people saying, what? when is that show today? When is that show today? Stephanie's on. Stephanie's on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, girl. Oh, you got it going on. Oh, my goodness. It's, so people are listening. Inquiry oh, minds want to know what we're going to talk about. So you and I, uh, as we chatted, kind of kept coming to this, this term waiting. Mm-hmm. And so we'll get to that. But I want people to get to know you a little bit more. So let's just talk sure. a little bit about your background and how you came to the Lord and just a yeah. little bit of setting the tone. Perfect. That sounds great. Um, well, my husband and I moved back to Bemidji uh, about six years ago. And um, our good friends, Alamanos, they um, helped us find a church home. And we started, uh, my husband and I, kind of having some issues in our marriage. And really, it was just me um, thinking that my husband was the one who could make me happy. He does make me very happy, by the way. <laughs> um, but just really putting all of my faith in him instead of in Jesus, because I didn't know who Jesus truly was. Um, <clears throat> that being said, we started seeing uh, one of our pastors at church to kind of help us work through some of these issues uh, that my husband and I were having. And um, we were sitting together in his office, and our pastor really felt prompted to pray with us and ask Jesus into our hearts. We asked Jesus into our hearts together in his office um, in one of these meetings. And boy, it has been an experience ever since. Um, 
our marriage has been flourishing and doing great. We're raising two kids, uh, Kennedy and Wyatt, six and four. They are such a blessing in our lives, and they have accepted, well, Kennedy for sure. Wyatt, we always question, but we pray for him, and he's doing great. But Kennedy has accepted the Lord into her life, and she teaches me things. Like, she is just smart beyond her years, and she will ask me questions and prompt me like, Mommy, we should really be going to the Bible for these things. Um, so just growing in the Lord, having a relationship with him, um, just has made my relationship with my husband and my family that much better. So the people that the Lord has brought into our lives is just a huge thing. And nothing happens by accident yep. um, where you and I have met. So it's just really cool to see the Lord work at life, at, at work in my life. Um, even before I knew him, I can go back and look at things. I'm like, wow, he pulled me through some dark times in my past. And knowing him even more than I, I did, um, it's just been such a journey and such a blessing. So so there's a couple of things I just have to go, oh, we got to get into that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. One of them is you were going to church. It's not that you weren't going to church. And I think this is one of the things as I think about people waking up is that we can be sitting in a church and not know the Lord. Oh yeah. We can be listening to all these things. We can be doing our due diligence and and maybe even volunteering and not know the Lord. And you and I were talking right before we went on the air about that minute that you accept the Lord there's like this amazing change that happens. It's so cool. You can see it in people. It is. And you and I were talking about how it's like the burden gets released. Can you speak to that a little bit more? Yeah. Um, We were kind of talking about before how when sin is just weighing on you, it like physically makes you look old. You can just tell that that burden is weighing so heavy on your shoulders. We were touching a little bit on forgiveness and just being able to trust in the Lord that he will bring you through that and take that burden from you is huge. So before when, you know, you're just sitting in church and you don't really know the Lord, it it's more as being put into your backpack. You don't know how you're going to unleash it. You don't know how you're going to start unpacking those things until you truly start walking with the Lord and understanding that relationship. So... I mean, if you are feeling weighed down, I encourage people, go to your Bible, go to your friends. We need community. We need to be together and work through those issues together. The Lord, he has brought us all together for a reason and for a purpose, and we need each other. So not just doing it by yourself, but really leaning on each other too. I love your analogy of the backpack. Yeah. Because isn't that just how it is yeah. that when we feel whether there's sin or mm-hmm. there's just maybe we're not in relationship with the Lord like we want to be, mm-hmm. it does. It feels like, oh, there's another thing in the backpack. And and mm-hmm. sometimes we unpack it all at once, right? Mm-hmm. And other times the Lord might bring one little thing in the backpack to our attention. Yeah. And that's how I notice it is now. I sort of feel like the backpack's there and maybe something got in there and I didn't realize. And the Lord, I get yeah. that little gentle conviction of the Holy Spirit that yeah. says, you know, Deb, you might have let a little something in that backpack and and let's talk about that. And that's what I love about God. And what I love about just that gentle, 
nudge of that Holy Spirit sometimes mm-hmm. just leading us to be closer. And that's mm-hmm. what it is, right? He yeah. just wants us to be closer to him. Yeah, exactly. And it's amazing what he will bring to the forefront. Because a lot of times I will be thinking on my own and thinking that I can solve this problem on my own. Like, oh, I'm going to figure this out. I know this. Like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. And it's like almost when I just release it and I'm like, I can't anymore. That the Lord will gently tap me and be like, Stephanie, let's talk. Let's pray. Let's work through this together. Um, And that is really cool because it's when you least expect it to. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I also love that you talked about your daughter and how Kennedy is is giving these little, well, mom, well, mom. Yes. And this is, you know, the Lord tells us to come to him as a child. Children just, they don't have all these you know, they haven't lived life for 50 years, they, right? So they're, yeah. it's so innocent and it's so genuine and it's just so pure mm-hmm. is the word that I just love that word. Mm-hmm. And I love that so much. And what can we learn from kids, right? Oh my they're goodness, the teachers of us so many times, right? They are. It's such a beautiful thing. And they, re- they really bring it back down to like, a, what's the right word that I'm looking for? Not a not a not dumbing it down but they just bring it back down to that childlikeness that we all need to have and we all need to appreciate and stop making everything so complicated yes that's my worst thing ever i make things so complicated sometimes and it's like right really yeah like the little overthinker going on or the overcomplicating it i think you and i've talked about that yeah and and it's harder to hear the lord when we've got our brain going in a zillion directions right it's just it's crazy so when we titled this waiting, you and I were talking about so many different layers of what waiting can look like. Mm. Tell me what waiting on the Lord looks like in your life. <laughs> Let's start yeah. with one of them, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hmm, what should I choose? No, um, actually, currently we are waiting. We have been waiting for a long time. My journey in this waiting process of foster care has started even before my husband's journey. Um, and we have been waiting quite some time, um, even just to have a placement with everything that has been going on with the coronavirus. Um, I think we're all in a season of waiting. It's not just me going through foster care and waiting with my husband and getting a placement. It's the whole coronavirus and us all waiting like is, is, when's the next shoe going to drop? Because we're all just anticipating something else to happen, I feel like. And that in and of itself is like a bigger problem, a bigger waiting issue that we all have. Um, and I'm kind of jumping around a little bit, but that's just because I'm <laughs> I'm so excited about this topic. But and, and yet it all connects. It does. Because waiting has multiple, it's like there's so much multiple like little dots Layers. getting connected here. Yeah. So you obviously in prayer received, yeah, maybe this foster care is a good yeah. idea and a road we want to go down. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's, oh, but we need to wait right now. Yes. And there's that time period where you're in that. So in that process of waiting, I this is what I got really curious about is what gets in the way of the waiting for you? What gets in the way of yeah, waiting Yeah, like for I'm me thinking, and- oh, we don't talk about wanting to control things at all or Mm -hmm. we don't okay right Mm -hmm. because 
that's what I got curious about. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> controlling, I don't know if it's like a woman thing or, I mean, I'm sure it's everybody, but control issues, I always just think that I can take things into my own hands. And when I start getting anxious about things or fearful about things, because I think those two words are very connected to waiting, right? We're sitting here waiting. So we're anticipating, we might be fearful of what that is, but then we're, we're really forgetting what the Lord's blessing actually is in waiting. We, we know that if we wait in the Lord, that there will be blessings. So I think that is part of the, the thing that I'm working through too, is just working through not being anxious, not being fearful. Um, those are all obstacles that I need to be overcoming and working through with the Lord because um, waiting can be a blessing in and of itself mm-hmm. and can teach you things too. So I don't think that waiting is a bad thing, but it it almost gives me anxiety sometimes because it's this anticipation of what's what's around the next corner, what's going to happen next in my life. Everything is so mundane right now that it's like, okay, what is going to happen next, Lord? What is that next blessing? Or you're what waiting is that for next some corner? adrenaline to get yeah. going for you, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> right? I know because you're so used to going a million miles an I hour, am. and you've got all this stuff going on, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden here's COVID. You're home with the kids, doing yeah. a great job as a mom. You're Thanks. on hold to get this foster care placement, mm-hmm. and who knows where that could go. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, wait a minute. Hold, 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 hold. You know, it kind of yeah. reminds me of that uh, <laughs> when you're trying to do a plank. and you Hold it a little longer. Hold yeah. it a little longer, right? Yeah. And and uh, so one of the things that what I love you saying here is that the waiting can be a blessing mm-hmm. and what can God do during the time of waiting? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what is interesting. I actually started thinking about Advent. We talk yeah. about Advent as a time of waiting and preparation. Yeah, exactly. And so it's interesting that we've used the word waiting and yet, isn't it really about preparation? Yes. And God giving you this gift of preparation yeah. because who knows what the next step can be. Exactly. And putting people in your lives, like it's all a process and I need to learn to enjoy enjoy that journey as well. It's not just about getting to that next thing. Like it's not just about getting that next child in our home and that next thing that's going to happen with Kennedy school or Wyatt school or coronavirus or what have you. It's, it's about that, that blessing of being able to enjoy the journey and being able to work through that with people in your lives. And yeah, just I think that it should be a blessing, and it is a blessing, and I'm, I am myself working through that. My guess is we have people listening who may also deal with what I call the C word, the control word, or they want to fix it, or they want to erate. Yeah. What would you say to them about what you've learned in this process about how you've worked through that control piece and mm-hmm. really relied on the Lord? Just recently, I have been turning back to the Lord with prayer really being mindful about what it is that I'm asking for, what it is that I'm seeking, what it is that I need in order to get through this process of waiting. And if there's anything that the Lord needs to show me, that he will show me that and that I need that I can feel confident that he will show me that. Um, He has definitely brought a lot of things to me in the past week. We went to the challenge course that um, Sarah and Travis Guida own. And thank you very much for having us out. If you guys are listening, that was a blast. Um, But I just learned so much from going on that course. And the scariest moment in time was when I had to climb up this huge pole. I don't know how 
tall this pole was, but then there's this teeny little tiny platform. It's, it was like as big as my Bible, it felt like. <laughs> and then you're supposed to stand at the top of this platform. And we were like shouting out what goals we were going to have with the Lord. And I was just terrified, shaking because the poles like swaying back and forth. And, but there were so many lessons that I learned along the way, like keeping my eyes fixed on Jesus. I needed to keep my eyes fixed on one point in order to be able to stand up. I need to fix my eyes on Jesus. That was just such a blessing in that moment in time. And then trying to be able to stand up as well. It was just like, I don't know if I can do it, Lord. And having that doubt and that wrestling at the top of the pole when that's our whole lives is going through that. Um, So, excuse me, just having um, some of those things happen. And then, oh, the one thing too that I learned was it was really painful when I had to kneel on that platform (laughs) and my shins were hurting and my knees were hurting. I was so uncomfortable. And I was like, okay, I either got to push off and fall back and give up from from trying to stand on this platform or I just need to stand on the platform. I need to trust that the Lord will get me through this and I need to stand on the platform. And um, that is also a part of that process of growing. Excuse me. Part of the process of growing is sometimes it's uncomfortable. Sometimes it's even a little painful. But knowing that I can trust in the Lord. And that was what I said when I stood up, by the way. That was what I said at the top of the poll that I know I can trust on the Lord, but I am still going to work on that. I'm going to focus my eyes on Jesus. I'm going to do this with you, Lord. When you're talking about this, I can literally almost feel my heart strong. It's like I literally feel like I was with you on that platform for a minute. And yet how many times does God bring us to that point? I mean, we may not be physically sitting on that platform, but yet how many times do we experience the emotion? Yeah. That goes through a time like that. Yeah. Being uncomfortable, being painful sometimes, just waiting, not knowing, like doubting if we can even do it. If we doubting whether or not the Lord will get us through it. I mean, it was all right there on the top of that pole. It was just such a blessing of an experience to have. You brought up the word doubt, and I there's no such thing as coincidence, right? I literally yeah. took a training uh, last week, and they actually said the opposite of doubt is commitment. Hmm. People start to doubt when they don't have commitment. Mm. And I got curious about that because I thought, you're right. When you committed to the Lord, when you committed to trusting Him, yeah. the doubt went away, didn't it? Yeah. And so really, it's that commitment to the Lord yes. and that you can trust him. You're committing to that trust. Exactly. You're committing to him. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we need to reinforce that, right? Even in our own lives. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and that was the experience that I had was just almost that recommitment. And when I stood up and I knew like, yes, this is right. This is what I'm doing. I know that I can trust in you, Lord. I mean, I feel like everybody should have that experience at some point in time, like just to have the physical part of it because it makes you so much more aware of the emotional part of it, too. Well, and of course, what we know from backgrounds and the work, the neuroscience and everything is that when you can give people like we do experience it in our body, right? And when we're able to take that on, it it just takes everything to a whole new level and the way that we can experience it. What do you think, as you look at this time period of waiting, what do you think the most important gift God has given you has been? 
The most important gift that God has given me is realizing just what we were talking about, that he is there. He, I know that he will never fail me. Even when I can't see what's going on, even when I don't have that control (laughs) in my life, um, just not knowing what is around the next corner, but knowing that when I fix my eyes on him, that I can have that strength and have that trust and have that relationship. Oh, I need that relationship. And to be reminded of that, to have that zeal again, it's almost like you you'll go in and out of slump in a slump and out of a slump of having your faith um just kind of not fall away but just fall into this slump is what I like to say I guess and just knowing that the Lord when you press into him he will bring you out of that slump because he will place certain people in your lives, place certain situations in your lives that become such a blessing. Having great conversations with people who are not believers too. I had a great conversation with one of my girlfriends um, who is not a believer. We were, I shouldn't say stuck, but we were stuck in the car for two hours together because we were visiting another girlfriend. And we had a conversation the entire time about Jesus, about the Lord, about what is the purpose of life, like all the deep questions that us as believers, like we talk about all the time and we, we are so filled with joy from, from talking about those things because we know the answers to those things. But to see my friend where she was, um, and that doubt and that fear, um, and knowing that I could help bring the good news to her and we could talk about those things together and wrestle with those things together there's just so much joy in having that zeal and having that relationship I almost feel guilty I took so much away from it and and my friend I hope she did as well we've been praying for her that she will come to the Lord her and her husband Um, but just I selfishly I felt like I got so much out of that um, with my relationship with the Lord it was awesome. I love that because I think God puts those experiences there, not just for them, but yeah. also for us, right? Oh, 100%. Because yeah. to me, it reminds me why yeah. I feel so, like why I'm committed to the Lord. Yeah. And it also, it's sort of like, it's that eyes of a kid, right? Yes. Eyes of the child. Because it's like that newness again. It's like the eyes wide open. Thing. It's like, yeah. oh my gosh, this is so, yeah, that's right. I remember why. I remember why yeah. I wanted to come to this place with the Lord. And I, yeah. I think it's so important. And and may I give you permission to not feel guilty about that? Because God gave you <laughs> that you. as a gift. Yeah. I I think about when I go to Kenya and people in Kenya say, oh, we're so blessed to have you. I'm like, are you kidding me? Mm. No, 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 no. It is I who's getting blessed mm-hmm. by what you have provided to me and to Amen. show me your joy. And mm-hmm. I, 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 but I know that guilt, like, I think, yeah. oh, I feel so guilty about this. Like, I'm, I'm getting so much out of this experience. Yeah. And yet I think that's what God wants. Oh, yes. Because it goes back to we're all the body of Christ. He wants yeah. us to fill each other up. And it yes. just, I think it's so important. I love that you are pointing people back to relationship with him. Mm. It's so easy to get lazy. It's so easy to say, oh, I'm so tired tonight. I'm not going to pick up the word before I go to bed. Oh, I'm so, I'm tired in the morning. Oh, I just want that extra, you know, 10 minutes of sleep or, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And Guilty, I, so, by the way. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, who hasn't been, yeah. right? Be- yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden we get that little reminder, like, why wouldn't I want to start my day with him? Why mm-hmm. wouldn't I want to end my day with him, right? Mm-hmm. And 
I had somebody said something so I just thought, oh my gosh, this is so wise. I just have to share it. It feels appropriate. Um, we were talking about how, you know, a lot of people listen to all these, you know, prophetic word people and, you know, da da da. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying there's not a place for that. That is mm-hmm. not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But her, this was her comment. That is not a shortcut to your relationship with God. Mm. In other words, if we sit there and listen to all those people, but we are not in communion with him, we are not speaking to him, we're not listening to him, we're not in the word with him, Mm -hmm. we are trying to shortcut our relationship to him. Is that not brilliant? Wow. That is just, I mean, I thought, man, girl, that belongs on a bumper sticker. That's a writer downer. That's awesome. And (laughs) it really made me think about my own relationship with him because Mm -hmm. it's so easy to go and listen to someone else and say, well, this person said, well, th- you know, what's mm-hmm. God saying to you? Yeah. Because yeah. God's got a purpose for each of us. And that is not yeah. going to be the same for, obviously, our eyes to him is the same. Yeah. Glorifying yeah. him is the same. Yeah. But how we are accomplishing that on earth and how he works through us. Yes. That's different. Yes. And we may completely miss it if we get so. And really, are we not idolizing somebody else and not the Lord? Oh, yeah. So that was, I mean, I just, so anyway, I just, for anyone, I just, I'm so glad you brought that up because I think it's that little gentle reminder that, hey, we got to keep our eyes focused on him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. I love those little words of wisdom, don't you? Yes, I do. And it's so funny because I I feel like I can't even take credit because it's just the Holy Spirit. I mean, it, it is the Holy Spirit coming out. My conversation with my girlfriend, Holy Spirit, this conversation, Holy Spirit, because, wow, I just want to be a sponge and make sure that I absorb all of it when mm-hmm. I am in that learning process. I'm a verbal processor. So I think really, <laughs> I know nobody has any idea that I'm a verbal processor. I love it. I love it. I love it. So when I am discovering new things through the Holy Spirit working through me and I'm well, just talking about these things, I am also learning while I'm talking and processing these things. So it's just, it's such a crazy experience for me, but I just feel so blessed to be able to to be able to tap into that resource because I have the Holy Spirit in me and knowing that again, he's never going to leave me. He will never forsake me. He will always be there with me. So we're going to do a little, I just kind of want to go, I call it behind the curtain into your prayer (laughs) life. And I'm curious about like when you go to the word, does the Lord Mm -hmm. give you a place to go? Do you just start with a certain, but like, tell us about your, what's your Bible experience look Mm -hmm. like? Sometimes, I am blank. Like sometimes I just have no idea what it is that I'm going to be praying about. I think about the people in my life. I think about the experiences that I'm having. Um, I do think about uh, sermons that were taught uh, in our church. Um, and really when I go to the Lord with my prayer, I my prayer requests and just talking with the Lord and wrestling through things, Um, I do like to refer back to some of my Bible studies and what it is that I'm learning through that, um, the gals that I have in Bible study, um, what are their prayer requests, um, what my family's prayer, like there's just, there's so many things that sometimes I almost draw a blank because I feel like there's so many things that I should be praying for. And I don't know if anybody else goes through that, um, but I definitely do. And I... I just, I just, I pray that the Holy Spirit will intercede for me at times when I don't know what to pray for. Um, I think that's a beautiful picture as well when you have no words to be able to pray that the Lord still knows 
what you want. He still, I shouldn't say what you want, what you need. The Lord knows. Um, But having that connection and being able to tie those two things together and being able to articulate that for myself because I need to know, not because the Lord needs to know. It's because I need to know what it is that I am praying for and what it is that is pressing into my life right now. So just really working through those things and working on my prayer life, going to the Psalms. I mean, oh, they're so beautiful. And having um, a study that we did through church on the life of David and then going to Psalms 119 through, um, there's this app that we use. We subscribe through church. It's called Right Now Media. It's awesome to help like supplement some things and learn things. Uh, And so I use that along with it. So I learn a lot from a lot of different places, but I just think going through that study and going through the Psalms, um, especially 119 was the recent one that we did. And it was, it was great to learn how to pray and to be okay with wrestling through those things and and knowing that David did. David was a man after God's own heart. I mean, anyway, I could go on and on, but it's We could go on and on because there's so much to talk about. And like you're talking about Psalms, waiting on the Lord. Yeah. And sometimes he gives us those words and say, okay, just rest in this and wait on me. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. Yeah, exactly. You are amazing, Stephanie Winter. I feel like we could go on and on and on and talk all day. We could have this conversation all day. I don't think Phil's going to let us do that. No, I don't think so either. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) I want to thank you so much for your commitment to the Lord. I want to thank you for your time period of waiting. And thank you for sharing what you are learning in the waiting. Thank you. And we wish you the absolute best as you move forward with the foster care placement. Thank you so much, Well, we're all going to be praying. All the listeners are praying for you right now. Thank you. So thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for choosing to tune in today. We just want to remind you to go out, live joy, and share joy. Deb McGregor of Life Full of Joy. Thank you for tuning in to Live Joy, Share Joy. We currently have availability for corporate sponsors on the show. Do you want to be aligned with all things joy and reach our listening audience? We have several options available, including our joy boosters. Contact your QFM today for sponsorship details.